Nyata, hello. My name is Alison. I pastor a little church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. I acknowledge the people of the Eastern Ma Nation who've been sharing stories and keeping culture here since time immemorial, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Today we'll reflect on a story from our biblical elders about freedom from empire. And for those who know the stunning Yoda Yoda song of protest and resistance, Wurufera, this is the story which inspired it. If you don't know the song, I encourage you to Google it and check it out. It is just stunning. Anyway, let's begin. We're following on from last week. And as we saw last week, all around us are plagues and signs and wonders. These are desperate times in which violence is a deep, ever-present and continuing reality which affects every person and all life on earth. Only a fool would claim that life is good right now. No doubt the Hebrew slaves who made bricks under the hot sun in Egypt felt the same way. They lived under a violent pharaoh whose racist rhetoric had turned many Egyptians against them. He'd placed harsh taskmasters over them. He'd increased their daily workload to impossible levels and he'd ordered that their babies be killed. After repeated warnings from God and ten plagues of increasing severity, Pharaoh had finally allowed the Israelites to go free, but then he changed his mind, and he sent his elite special forces to hunt them down. The Israelites find themselves trapped between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. Is it curtains for Israel? There's nowhere to go and the forces of death are all around. Or has God planned something new? Just when the Israelites seem trapped, God is in a pillar of cloud which brings light to the darkness. And then the spirit-breath wind of God hovers over the waters of chaos and separates them from the dry land. You might recognise these images. They echo Genesis, and they imply a new creation. And the land becomes a dry path between the towering walls of the sea. And God's people walk this path between the waves together. So God's new creation is a communal path through chaos, from slavery and into freedom, from trust in Pharaoh to trust in God. A new era is ushered in and the old era is no more. For when the Egyptian armoured vehicles follow, they become bogged. The waves come crashing back and all the elite soldiers and all their armoured vehicles are destroyed. And when the Israelites see the bodies of the soldiers washed up on the shore, they sing and they dance for joy. And that's where we should sing Burafera. But I wonder, God kept the Israelites and the Egyptians apart. Did Pharaoh's army really need to drown? And did the Israelites really need to sing when they saw the bodies on the shore? As we think about these questions, the first thing to observe is that this story is symbolic. A few weeks ago, someone asked if this story was real. Well, historically speaking, there is little to no external evidence that the events of this story happened. Once upon a time, a small group of Hebrew slaves 
may have escaped slavery. But the Egyptians were obsessive record keepers, and there is no record of a mass escape of slaves, nor that the Egyptian army was obliterated. In fact, Egypt was an ongoing military threat. But this doesn't mean that the story isn't true. In his very blunt way, biblical scholar John Dominic Crossan writes, It's not that those ancient people told literal stories, and we're now smart enough to take them symbolically, but they told them symbolically, and we are now dumb enough to take them literally. And if we want to discover the truth of this ancient story, we will need to think symbolically. When we do this, we will notice in the original text that chariots are repeatedly and particularly named. This matters. Nations with many chariots were aggressive invaders. They were always seeking to extend their borders and increase their wealth. And they were brutally trampling, enslaving or killing local peoples. Chariots were like European ships controlling ports and trading slaves. Chariots were like armed men on horseback invading the eastern Mar nation, or German tanks trundling into Poland, or American drones dropping bombs on Afghanistan. For biblical people, chariots are a symbol of state-sanctioned violence and its overwhelming power and terror. When we hear that chariots get bogged and then destroyed, we see that in God's new creation, imperial power and military violence are no more. Imperial power and military violence have no place in God's new creation. How they are destroyed is also symbolic and also important. Throughout the story, God keeps the Israelites and the Egyptians apart. Even now, no Israelite takes up a weapon and nobody fights. There is no bigger army or superior military force involved. Destruction happens only when the Egyptian army pursues the Israelites across the seabed in their heavy armoured vehicles. Only then they become trapped. Only then did this violent army of a violent nation suffer violence. And it was the violence of a traditional symbol of chaos, and that is the sea. Pharaoh presided over a nation built on slavery, exploitation, oppression, corporal punishment and even genocide. His army ensured people's total submission and obedience and it brutally punished anyone who strayed. So a story of a nation's army being destroyed by the symbol of chaos reveals a very deep truth. When a nation is founded on violence and uses violence to ensure people's ongoing submission and obedience, then the forces of chaos will one day overwhelm and destroy it. When a nation is founded on violence and uses violence to ensure submission and obedience, the forces of chaos will one day overwhelm and destroy it. And perhaps this is what we are seeing unfold in the United States today. This brings us to a second question. When the Egyptians died, why did the Israelites have to sing? 
Well, the Israelites' entire lives were brutally regulated and controlled by the Egyptians. If the Egyptians catch up to them now, they face re-enslavement or worse. It is hard for us who don't have this experience to imagine the terror they must have felt. And yet, these violent forces are washed away, so of course they must celebrate. Their sense of relief is overwhelming, ecstatic. They must find release and sing. Even so, some of us are haunted by the bodies of the soldiers washed up on the shore. Like armies today, these young men would have been drawn from the bottom of the pyramid. They were simply cogs in a violent machine, and they were still their mother's sons. And as someone in our congregation observed last week, as members of the Tempesin and as white colonising people, we are more like the Egyptians than the Israelites. Those are our bodies we're seeing, our boys. So for people like those in our congregation, this story contains a symbolic warning. If you continue to participate in systems of violence, if you relentlessly pursue and oppress and destroy, you too will be overwhelmed by the forces of chaos. Your bodies will be washed up on the shore. This warning is hard to hear. This last month or so, our church has been travelling through Exodus and we've been shifting between identities. Sometimes we've looked through the eyes of Israel, sometimes Egypt, because wrestling with these symbolic identities is a powerful way to explore our faith and to name some truths about our place in the world. But these are uneasy identities to inhabit, particularly when the Egyptians experienced disaster. Know then that in Jewish tradition, even the Egyptians matter to God. There's a story from the Talmud which goes like this. The angels see the Egyptian army being destroyed and they prepare to sing in celebration. But God says to the angels, How dare you sing while my creatures are dying? Because in God's eyes, even Egyptian soldiers are people to be mourned. As God says through the prophet Ezekiel, As I live, I do not wish for the death of the wicked, but for the wicked to repent of their way, for them to turn back so that they may live. And this brings us back to the beginning. These are desperate times in which violence is a deep, ever-present and continuing reality, which affects every person and all life on earth. Only a fool would claim that life is good. But the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, and God claims that life is good. And again and again and again, God calls us to repent, to turn back, to live and to participate in a new creation, a creation in which imperial power and military violence are washed away, a creation in which corporate greed and political corruption and patriarchal domination and white privilege are all undone, and the weak and the foolish and the lowly of this world walk into God's future together. Throughout history, in the midst of great suffering, when change seems impossible and all hope is lost, 
dry paths emerge. The last century saw the collapse of colonialism in India, the emergence of the American Civil Rights Movement, an end to apartheid in South Africa, an end to the Civil War in Liberia, and so much else. And each of these new creations occurred when people with limited rights and no power, people largely held in contempt by the powerful, gathered together and began walking towards freedom. And so I wonder here, what dry paths are emerging now? What dry paths are emerging now? What new creation is being birthed? And how are we walking with God's humble, hopeful people into freedom and into joy? How are we walking into freedom? As you leave this space, rejoice and give thanks, for you are God's own people, and the new creation is opening up before you. And so may God's path lead you safely through calamity and chaos. May Christ be with you every step of the way, and may the Holy Spirit calm your fears, just as Jesus stilled the storm. In the name of Christ, Amen. That's all for today, but if you value what you heard, there's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.wordpress.com. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters, and if you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you can find the details for this on the website. Thanks for listening, and God bless.